Comey was spying on Trump. Well, the reason he was writing the memos was to create a record so that he could destroy No Trump. American knowingly colluded with the Russians to interfere in our election campaigns. Oh wait, unless you mean Hillary Clinton. Pardons, prosecutions, and transparency. You're listening to Tom Fitton's weekly update here on JW TalkNet. Hey everyone, Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton here with our latest weekly update here on social media. Thanks as always for joining us. It's always busy at Judicial Watch, combating and trying to expose, often successfully, government corruption. We've got uh, a new lawsuit on uh, a key Obamagate moment and... Um, we also filed another lawsuit about another key issue, which is uh, China and other nefarious foreign influence here in the United States, specifically in our colleges and universities. So you're not going to want to miss my discussion about that. Uh, but first up is the uh, Obamagate crisis, which continues. It's a crisis of two, in two levels. First of all, we have this scandal that's never been matched in American history. It's the worst government corruption scandal in American history, which is the illicit spying on uh, President Trump, then candidate Trump and his team, and then uh, the continuation of the harassment through the Trump administration based on knowing lies about his alleged involvement and his team's alleged involvement with the Russians. They all knew it was a lie. They all knew it wasn't true, yet they continued to harass him. And in the case of General Flynn, they lied uh, and withheld information in, a, uh, in an effort to Put him in jail under false pretenses. Uh, they coerced him into trying to uh, coerced him into pleading guilty to a lie he didn't commit, and they know he didn't commit. And uh, they tried to put an innocent man in jail. And by the way, that scandal's still going on in the sense that a federal court judge is improperly, in an outrageous act of judicial adventurism, uh, continued to try to prosecute General Flynn, even though the Justice Department has fessed up that the prosecution was bunk. So you've got that whole panoply of scandal, right? Well, the inverse of that, or the mirror of that is, what's been done about it? Well, Judicial Watch has done the heavy lifting. You've had some members of Congress push and push and push for information. You've had some in the media try to expose and push for information. Obviously, the president is trying to be pushed for information, but what about the prosecutions? There's been no prosecution of any figure associated with the illicit spying, the criminal activity directed at President Trump and his team. Now, some people have been fired for making political statements in the context of the investigation and otherwise behaving inappropriately, like Peter Strzok. Andrew McKay was fired for lying, but not lying about Trump, lying about Hillary Clinton, of all things. James Comey, thankfully, was fired directly by the president. And what was the response to that? To try to fraudulently investigate him with the Mueller investigation. So that's the crisis. You've got the Obamagate crisis and then the failure to address it crisis. Now, we're supposed to believe that John Durham's going to be doing all sorts of things, right? Well, I don't believe it. I believe certain uh, low-level officials will be prosecuted. Maybe Peter Strzok at the most. Certainly this uh, Asian Kleinsmith uh, who uh, texted Viva the La Resistance and then um, 
got booted off the Mueller investigation for that. It turns out he allegedly uh, altered a document uh, from the CIA that confirmed that Carter Page was a patriot, and they, he altered it to say the opposite and then lie to the FISA courts about it. He may get prosecuted, but is Comey going to get prosecuted? I don't think so. Maybe, but I don't think so. McCabe, maybe, I don't think so, because I'm not seeing any of the normal indications that senior level officials like that have been targeted for prosecution or let alone serious investigation. We've had President, excuse me, Attorney General Barr already say that they're not investigating Obama and Biden. Why is that? We've got evidence they were involved in this criminal conspiracy. In the least, they should be questioned as witnesses. That's a scandal, frankly, that this Justice Department is literally protecting Obama and Biden from prosecution. Now, I know all the signals out. I know uh, uh, Mark Meadows, who was one of those intrepid members of Congress at the time who was trying to get information out. You know, he's, he thinks we can expect and should rightly expect people to go to jail over what was done. But I'm not as nearly as hopeful as he is in the sense that anything serious is going to be done. We may get a, as I told Lou Dobbs the other day, a zinger of a report. You know, that and two bucks still won't get you a cup of coffee. Because in this day and age, negative IG reports, they don't mean anything for the targets. I mean, Comey, he doesn't care about all the negative IG reports. The media covers it up for him. He's writing another book. It's coming out in January. Andrew McCabe, is, he's a, he was fired and, and faced prosecution. Outrageously, the bar DOJ refused to prosecute him. He's on TV as an analyst. Lisa Page on TV as an analyst. I'm surprised Peter Strzok isn't either. Isn't too, I mean. We have new documents come out this week. Uh, these are some of the positive developments. John Ratcliffe declassified them. Clearly, the Justice Department wasn't going to declassify it. I mean, still, the Justice Department is a problem. Still. And these are the agent notes, agent report of that uh, counterintelligence defensive briefing provided to then candidate uh, Donald Trump and General Flynn and others for the Trump team uh, in August of last, excuse me, August of 2016. So, you know, the candidates get briefings because they need to be read in to a certain extent as to what's happening. Now, we already know from the IG report that they used that briefing to spy on President Trump, then candidate Trump, and General Flynn. They misused the trust, abused the trust of the citizens and the candidate for president of the United States and his top team to spy on him. And, of course, they didn't tell him, as they were obligated to do, about the, uh, the Russia targeting allegedly that they thought was happening of his team. Now, you may recall that Judicial Watch uncovered the electronic communication that struck, a struck memo that he wrote himself to himself, authorizing himself 
to open a counterintelligence investigation, unprecedented in American history, on a, on a candidate for president of the United States, based on gossip, innuendo, and smears. Quite obvious, it was garbage. And based on that, they went and spied on then-candidate Trump. So we have more details of that coming out. But of course, we've already known that. And why have they sat on these details for so long? Why is the Justice Department hidden them? Why did the FBI hide them? Because that's what they do. They're covering up for Obamagate. So every time I grow hopeful or, you know, I, you know, believe it or not, I'm an optimist. That's why I'm always outraged. So I'm always thinking, well, maybe something will happen, right? But then I think back and I look to see what the Justice Department concurrently is doing about this scandal in terms of transparency. We expect them to prosecute the very people they're protecting. And as I said to you before, we don't get documents. Congress does not not get documents because the Justice Department is worried they're going to expose a criminal investigation. That's not the basis for the withholdings. There's a legal process we're going through. They're telling us they're too busy to turn the documents over and it's not important enough to rush it along. That's their position. We had these documents last week. I mean, it's bad enough they were spying on Trump as a candidate. We had documents come out last week, Peter Strzok emails, confirming to a 99.9% .9 certitude that Strzok sought to use the counterintelligence briefings given to the president's team, the president of the United States, potentially to spy on him as part of his, as part of his investigation. You don't think they would have done it? Well, look what they did with the campaign. They did it to him directly. The president is a crime victim. He was spied on directly by the Obama gang, and it continued as soon as he was elected president. When you look at these documents from the campaign briefing, they went in there and they were specifically writing down, Panetka, I think is the pronunciation of the FBI agent who produced the report with the approval of Peter Strzok, and Klein Smith, the anti-Trumper. And they went in there and they would, their goal was to take note of any, any time they mentioned anything about Russia. So the president and General Flynn, who has, has heroic experience in these areas, are asking good faith, honest questions. And these creeps in the FBI are taking notes, thinking of ways to put them in jail and spy on them. What a disgrace. What a disgrace. And have you, have you heard FBI Director Ray express any outrage about any of this? Yeah, I know he says sometimes, oh, yeah, that went, those people don't work here anymore. and We're doing our best to clean up. But he, I've never seen an ounce of moral outrage about what his FBI did. And as far as I'm concerned, I think they're still doing it. I don't trust him at all. I don't trust him at all because I haven't seen any accountability. And when you don't hold an agency accountable, they're gonna keep on doing what they're doing. And by accountability, I mean prosecutions. If I were the president, I wouldn't let any of these people into my office. I really wouldn't. I, would, I don't trust them as far as I could throw them. I got myself so angry, I forgot what I needed to talk about. I need to talk about our lawsuit, which is about um, a key element of Obamagate. It's many ways the, 
uh, it, it, it kind of tells you that this, this event, this, it was the January 5th, 2017 meeting in the Oval Office of Barack Obama, where they discussed the dossier. It was salacious and unverified. We all know that. That was discussed. They discussed General Flynn. It looks like the notes uh, show that Biden discussed the Logan Act in or around that meeting. We now know from the Susan Rice uh, by the book memo that she wrote just a minute before Trump was inaugurated, three weeks, almost two weeks after the fact. President Obama was the motivating force and the director of the FBI in this regard, in terms of targeting Flynn and targeting President Trump, asking whether they should be withholding information from the incoming president of the United States, withholding national security information from your successors about to come in in two weeks. A malicious, seditious conspiracy. And he sent set up Comey like a wind-up toy and directed him at Trump. Comey went to Trump the next day with salacious and verified dossier, not to warn President Trump, but to spy on him. He wanted to see his reactions again, like they did during that counterintelligence briefing in August the previous year. And then Comey went after that meeting. He reported over to Strzok what he found. Again, all with the direction. Comey says, Obama knew I was going to brief him. He, we talked about it. And Comey and, and Obama kind of looked at him and said, well, you know, good luck with that. He didn't literally say it. He said his, he intimated it from his facial expressions. I mean, Comey is a, Comey's a real winner. And then, of course, they're talking about the Logan Act and General Flynn. And they knew at that meeting, because it's discussed in the Susan Rice memo that had been hidden by this Justice Department and this FBI. That uh, Flynn did nothing wrong. Comey told him. There's nothing, there was no problem with the calls. They did nothing wrong. And of course, they had that FBI conclusion, despite all the illegal spying, they still couldn't find anything on it. On General Flynn, certainly General uh, President Trump. I mean, you get all these leftists in the media saying Trump did this, Trump is corrupt, Trump does. President Trump, there's been no American citizen in the land as thoroughly investigated as President Trump. I mean, as a real estate developer, I mean, you presume there have been corners cut or something nefarious with all due respect to real estate developers. But a New York real estate developer, you know, you can, you can, we can laugh about what you think someone might find. And they couldn't find anything. He's the most ethical real estate developer in New York, it's pretty clear. And of course, he did nothing wrong as president. They trying to convert. They tried to convert his complaining about the illegal activities of the FBI and DOJ into something nefarious. That that's 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 totalitarianism for you. 
you complain about government misconduct is evidence of criminal activity. But they tried to impeach him over that. Remember that. So what is judicial? So I, as, I, as I highlighted earlier, the Justice Department has made it clear they're not going to investigate this. That Barack Obama and Joe Biden get to skate from any inquiry about this criminal corruption I'm talking about. And I don't use the word criminal lightly. They haven't been convicted of a crime, but there's evidence that they committed crimes here. Conspiracy, conspiracy to obstruct justice. Mishandling of classified information. I don't know technically if the president can be prosecuted for something like that. That might be kind of tough. But in the least, he's a witness. Why won't they question him? Why won't they question Obama? We just found out earlier this week that uh, Christopher Steele, his people testified, I think either he did or a lawyer for him made the disclosure that Hillary Clinton was directly briefed, um, according to Steele, on his dossier efforts. I mean, that's no surprise to me. Why hasn't Hillary Clinton been questioned by Durham? Now, I know what you're thinking, or what, what some of you are thinking, is that maybe they did and we don't know about it. I, I give you that, but that's highly unlikely, and it doesn't comport with my experience in these matters, which is more significant than many other commentators talking about what they think is going to happen and all of that. So what do I think is going to happen? We're going to get a report from Durham and low-level prosecutions. I don't even know if it's going to happen before the election. Everyone says it's going to happen before the election. I, don't, I wouldn't bet on that. But getting back to this Oval Office meeting, we sued just this week the FBI, the Justice Department, and the Office of Director of National Intelligence for information on this meeting. Now, of course, we asked nicely, as the law requires us to do, under the Freedom of Information Act, all records regarding all records regarding the January 5th, 2017 meeting at the White House between former Deputy Attorney General Sally Yates, former Director of National Intelligence James Clapper, former CIA Director John Brennan, former Director F, uh, FBI Director obviously James Comey, President Obama, and others. And the others include Joe Biden. He was there. Biden knew. This request includes all records created in preparation for, during, and or pursuant to the meeting, as well as any and all related records of communications between any official or representative of the Department of Justice and any other individual. So we filed requests like this to the Justice Department, the FBI, and the DNI, the Office of Director of National Intelligence. And They've, uh, they've ignored our request mostly. They failed to respond. So we sued. So once again, Justice Department doesn't want to investigate it. We begin the investigation and we're obstructed by the Justice Department. Obstructed by the Justice Department. 
So I don't know how that comports with thinking they're going to do something big on Obamagate. Those documents I told you about, Peter Strzok wanting to use the counterintelligence. Briefings in the White House, the senior people, maybe even the president, to spy on him, spy on Trump and everyone else. They withheld those documents from Congress. Congress didn't get them. Judicial Watch got them. So they're obstructing and stonewalling congressional investigations. Don't get me started about Hillary Clinton, how they're protecting her. Justice Department lawyers, and, I, and, and, and you know, we've been litigating this case for years. They are still coordinating and colluding with Hillary Clinton's lawyers against Judicial Watch. They, meaning the Justice Department attorneys working for General Barr. Why is Attorney General Barr's Justice Department working with Hillary Clinton to thwart Judicial Watch's inquiries into her emails and the related cover-ups? And we go into court. We're trying to get a little bit more discovery as to what the State Department was doing. The Justice Department comes in and opposes us. They've opposed us in our discovery that resulted in the deposition, the authorization of the deposition of Hillary Clinton. That's now on appeal. And what do the courts say? Well, in the case of that discovery issue with the State Department I just told you about, State Department, Justice Department opposed this, trying to get more information about the State Department cover-up. State Department, by the way, still refuses to search the State Department for Clinton's emails. Did you hear that? The State Department refuses to search the State Department for Clinton's emails. Yes, they searched an account or two, but not accounts in the State Department in a broad way. And Judge Walton, who seems to be no fan of Donald Trump, he's on the bench saying, well, I can't imagine the Trump State Department wouldn't want to do everything possible to get the information out when it's the exact opposite. And it makes President Trump look like a fool. His Justice Department is making President Trump seem ridiculous to the courts. Because we're going in, highlighting the corruption, highlighting the cover-up, and we had two federal judges in two separate instances say, I can't imagine the Trump State Department would be getting away of figuring out what went on with Hillary Clinton. And that's being used against us in these courts. And I know the president would be outraged at that, but that's what the State Department is doing to him, his reputation. So we're having to sue his own Justice Department, his own FBI, his own Office Director of National Intelligence for information about this key meeting. I'm not sure if we've requested these notes material from the CIA too probably have, we'll probably, you know, I don't know if we're going to sue there, but who knows. But we're doing right now more than the Justice Department, probably more than Congress. The media completely lost. They're, most of the major media turned into 
nakedly partisan advocacy organizations for left-wing causes and want to remove Trump from office, so they're not going to do anything to investigate the criminal conduct that victimized him by the Bidens of the world and the Obamas of the world and the Clintons of the world. But Judicial Watch, I know it's frustrating, but all we can do is what we can do, and we're doing what we can do, which is suing the bad guys, suing the agencies for the full truth. Because there'd be no Durham investigation. Frankly, there probably wouldn't be a Trump administration right now, but for the work of groups like, uh, frankly, the work of Judicial Watch. It's not because there's a partisan motive here. It's a rule of law motive. We don't want to see the coup and the malicious, seditious conspiracy against the president succeed. And we did more to combat it than I, I pretty much say pretty much any group in the country. Certainly any, virtually anyone here in town. So you may have noticed, so I'm going to move on to another topic here, which is another threat to our republic. <clears throat> and I'll use this as a segue beforehand that I'm going to encourage you again to pre-order my book. It's a Judicial Watch book, so you'll be supporting Judicial Watch. It's called A Republic Under Assault. It's available for pre-order. Go to judicialwatchbook.com, I think, or just look up Tom Fitton, a book. You'll see it, and you can pre-order it. It comes out October 20th. And it's a great book. I've, I've finished it up, so it's about ready to be published. I mean, go to print. And uh, it explores the assault on our republic. We've got the coronavirus shutdown assault. We've got the communist insurrection that we see in Portland. We have the coup cabal, the attack on the presidency that I've talked about with Obamagate and Mueller and things like that. And then, of course, we've got the immigration crisis, which continues despite the president's uh, efforts to curtail it. It still continues. All of which are assaults on our republic. And it's a great book in that regard, and I encourage you to uh, pre-order it. Uh, obviously, the more people who pre-order it, it helps with the big momentum uh, when it's published in October later this year. But the um, I've criticized the Justice Department and the State Department, all these agencies, and even Director Ray. But it's clear they've got their act together, at least coordinating, on trying to stop China. We're in low-intensity warfare, at least in a counterintelligence sense, with China. Um, Director Ray highlighted the fact that I think he opens up a counterintelligence operation against China every 10 hours in the FBI, and they have thousands ongoing. It's really quite extraordinary. Uh, Director Barr, excuse me, General Barr, made a powerful speech on China earlier this week. Secretary Pompeo blew the whistle on China and our coddling of China. That needs to end this week as well. And accordingly, and it's no, and it's it's uh, purely coincidental. Uh, Judicial Watch has sued the Department of Education, again sued the Department of Education, a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit, for records about investigations of foreign money in colleges and universities. You know, and guess, and guess what country is of chief interest in this regard in terms of at least being in the news about it? It's China. There was a letter to um, 
written by some Republicans in the House, the ranking oversight, um, the ranking members of the top committees in the House, they wrote to Betsy DeVos outlining their concerns about foreign influence in America's, America's uh, institutions of higher learning. Uh, in the letter, uh, they highlighted the Communist Party's attempt to silence academic research into the origins of coronavirus. Oh, by the way, we have another lawsuit on that. I'll get back to that in a second. It was reported also on June 20th, June of 2020, that more than 70 universities received funding from the Chinese government and did not disclose those donations to the Department of Education. 70. So these foreign donations, generally speaking, are supposed to be reported. And as our FOIA request specifically asked for, it's called Section 117. That's what the law is. That's the shorthand for the law. The Higher Education Act requires U.S. institutions of higher education receiving federal funding to report any gifts from or contacts, contracts with foreign sources with a value of a quarter million dollars or more in a 12-month period. Section 117 also authorizes the Department of Education to open, administrative, open an administrative investigation and, if necessary, ask the Attorney General to get a civil action to enforce the law. So the law has some teeth in it. And um, so what's going on? So we asked for records about communications between the department and all schools under, currently under Section 117 investigations regarding uh, these foreign gifts. And remember, a lot of these people get money to provide, uh, to open up campuses, a lot of these people. Some of these colleges and universities, I should be more exact, get gifts from foreign governments to open up campuses abroad. I'll tell you, I'll give you an example of that soon. And any, we're asking for any preliminary findings or reports that cover all open and closed investigations of the department regarding false or misleading reporting of foreign gifts, et cetera. So this is a pretty good lawsuit. A, it was a great request. B, it's frustrating that we can't get answers. I think we asked for this information in May and we get ignored. You know, sometimes we don't have to sue when we get documents, but pretty much if we want documents, we have to sue. Now, the problem that we have is we file thousands and thousands of Freedom of Information Act requests. I'm sure it's probably five plus thousand by now. And so um, we can only sue a, you know, uh, a percentage. Uh, a, 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 we can only sue on a percentage of the requests that we don't get answers on. So we have to be, you know, we have to be kind of careful where we pick you know, is the case important? Is it an important public policy issue? Is, is the government really engaging in misconduct and hiding this information from us? I mean, if I, if I had my druthers and we had a million lawyers, we'd sue every, every time we didn't get an answer. We'd flood the courts to enforce the rule of law. As it is, Judicial Watch is the number one FOIA litigator in the country under the Freedom of Information Act. Number one, we do more than anyone to enforce your right to know and matters like this. 
Separately, we filed a lawsuit, uh, for instance, on behalf of the Zakor, uh, the Zakor Institute, Zachor, excuse me, yeah, Zakor, Z-A-C-H-O-R. Uh, they filed a Texas Public Information Act request about potential influence by the Qatar government's funding of a Texas A&M University program, certain of Texas A&M programs, and the Texas A&M campus in Education City, Al Rayyan, Qatar. So Texas A&M, it looks like, got a bunch of money. Some people think, uh, I, I think it looks like the Qatarans gave a billion dollars to just three universities. At, uh, and among the universities that received the portion of that money was Texas A&M. And so we had to uh, file a petition to intervene on behalf of our client there. We won, but now there's another phase of the litigation the Qatarans are pursuing to try to hide the nature of their donations and details about their donations to this university. So again, another important lawsuit. Qatar has you know, uh, been criticized over its support for Islamic radicalism, terrorism. And so uh, this is why this car legal institute was asking because they're concerned about anti-Semitism. So you've got the Chinese funding all sorts of universities and colleges. And it looks like they may be hiding it, the universities and colleges. You got the Qatarans in court against Judicial Watch, and they're using some of the top-notch law firms, one of the top-notch law firms in the country in terms of reputation, best that money can buy against little old Judicial Watch. We're still beating them. So you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna close with this. If you're not supporting Judicial Watch, you really need to. We've got the documents out. You can, you know, everything I'm talking about, if we have documents, you can go to our website, judicialwatch.org. You can look at the lawsuits. I mean, we're in court, people. We're educating Americans, people. We're trying to save and protect the Constitution, people. Day in and day out. And our work is even more important because I don't know how long we're gonna be allowed to do it. I mean, we're facing a communist insurrection. Will it win? I don't know. Do you think this crowd's gonna allow Judicial Watch to litigate? Do you think they're gonna allow you to express your First Amendment rights? and pursue your First Amendment right to petition your government, which is what Judicial Watch does on your behalf in terms of lawsuits and requests for information and demands for accountability? Do you think the communist left is gonna allow that to take place? No. Now, I don't say that to scare you in the sense it's gonna to happen tomorrow, but I just say it to highlight the fact that we have these precious, precious rights given to us by God
reflected in the Constitution. That includes self-government, consent of the government, the right to petition the government. And we have these precious rights and we're thinking, and my thinking is, what do we do? Are we doing everything we can to exercise them? Because most places in the world, they don't have anything like these rights. I talk about China. I bet you, 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 do you think the Chinese allow anything like this to take? But of course not. They're communists. I mean, you literally have leftists right now in Portland trying to murder federal law enforcement officers, burn down a federal courthouse. What do you think that for? But what do you think that tells you about their approach to the rule of law? They're trying to burn down a courthouse. They want to destroy our system. So when you see a group like Judicial Watch that kind of stands for our constitution, stands for the rule of law, stands for our republic, I think you want to support it. And you should support Judicial Watch, obviously. So with that, I encourage you to support our work. No one's doing anything near like it certainly not in quantity and quality. You know, and I'm glad to see that, you know, there are more groups on the right doing a bit more of this work in terms of litigating. I mean, we're not alone anymore, thankfully. We're still the big kahuna, but we're not alone. Believe it or not, there are a few honest liberals out there and liberal groups who want accountable government. They're genuine about it. And I don't share their politics or political outlook or philosophy on government, but I know they want more transparency. So, yeah, I don't, maybe you don't like our – maybe we're too conservative for you. Maybe you don't like a strong national defense, economic liberty. individual freedom, strong, strong respect for traditional religious and cultural values. Maybe that's not your cup of tea, but I do hope good government's your cup of tea. And I suspect it is because whenever you do polling, do you think government's too corrupt and all of that? It's liberals and conservatives agree. Right? The last time we checked, we had many, 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 many Democrats, I think a third, so it was, I think it's even higher than that. Maybe it was higher than that. We're supportive of Judicial Watch. So we're nonpartisan. We don't intervene. Uh, we don't say vote for or against a candidate. We've been suing, the, ironically, the Trump administration for years. No one sued the Trump administration more than Judicial Watch. And no matter what happens next election, we'll be suing whoever the new president is, or we'll be suing the Trump administration again if the president's reelected. It doesn't matter. So I encourage you, again, to support our work, and uh, I'll keep you updated on our battles to uncover the worst government corruption scandal in American history, Obamagate. And again, we'll keep on fighting to combat the real foreign influence scandals, uh, which is the 
uh, our enemy's efforts to subvert our universities and colleges with uh, cash inducements. So a lot that we're working on, and I've got a lot more to report to you next week as well. It's just we have things lined up, ready to go, or lined up for me, ready to talk about. Uh, so be sure to tune in next week to the Judicial Watch Weekly Update. Have a great week. You have just listened to Tom Fitton's weekly update on JW TalkNet. Remember to subscribe and donate at judicialwatch.org slash donate.